Hello, welcome again, Pastor Deborah here. We are in another part of our wonderful series called Teleministry, an educational series. We've been working through the foundational scriptures that Pastor Deborah had to study and learn to learn how to help you the Lord's way. Instead of the way of mental health counseling, which I was a licensed clinical mental health counselor years and years ago. But God wanted me to learn how to help you in a different way, his way, that I knew nothing about. So he started me on a fast track of learning. Some of the scriptures I had to learn was Isaiah 61 and Isaiah 62 out of the Old Testament of the Bible. God directed me that these were his heart's desires for you and him and his heart's purposes for you and him and his prophetic words long, long ago. For you and him. I had to study them. And I wrote them. And I reread them. And I studied them. And I came up with some wonderful teachings for you now. Yeah, you. From every galaxy. Every star system. And even here on planet Earth. For all living creatures. Because I am tasked with going out into all the world and teach and immerse you in the words of spirit and life. Mm -hmm. So I'm working on it. So welcome here in the spirit, in the Garden of Eden, whatever planet in whatever galaxy you are in. I happen to be sitting naturally in my living room. In my home. Now, I'm using a wonderful, wonderful video from Pixabay. So let's give them a big thank you for that. And I'm recording in Zoom Pro. That's right. And I'll be editing this in a wonderful program called Wondershare for Mora 9 or 10. Mm -hmm. Then I'll be uploading it to the YouTube channel called The Hidden kingdoms for you to watch and it'll be put on the website of www.agapeloveishere.org in the section called teleministry for you to watch yeah hopefully and learn so we are going to pick up in part number five we've been working through verse nine of isaiah 61 And it's taken us a while to get through it. If you'll notice, I'm a slow teacher. And I break it out, amplify out, follow the scriptures, tell you personal stories to help you to see his book, the Holy Bible, as words of spirit and life and light truth for your spirit, your forever person. Then... When your spirit 
feeds on, is nourished on, grows in, and can understand these deep spiritual words about him, about you, about the kingdom of heaven, about the kingdom of darkness, and your spiritual adversary, Satan, and all of his demons and devils, and about so many other things, blessings and curses, deliverance and healing, everlasting covenants, who you really are, your identity, Mm -hmm. and what you become. When you can get there, then you too can teach. Yeah, it takes a long time, a lot of studying, a lot of helping other people, being mentored, tutored, discipled by a mature spiritual teacher. That's known throughout history. Socrates, Plato, they all had students that listened to them intently, that followed them in their philosophies and concepts. That's right. Mm-hmm. Then you write, maybe make a movie, write poems, songs, do artwork, help people, mm-hmm. little ones, orphans, teens, women, men, and then maybe your nation. Yeah, lot to do. So let's get busy. Now, remember, if anything happens, like I look fuzzy. Or you cannot read the words on the screen. It's because I'm not using a green screen. I've tried them. They're too cumbersome, too big for my little spot. Some of them that fit on my chair are not big enough. And it's so difficult and cumbersome to set them up. I can't have a set-up studio like some people. And I want my background to also be speaking to you, helping you to visualize the realm of the spirit. That's hard to do when you just look in my background to my living room. So the videos help you to see the topic I'm talking about. But it makes me kind of fuzzy. And the words kind of fuzzy. And strange things might happen around my hair. Or I could point my hand and it will disappear into the video. And all of that is because there's no green screen. But sometimes I record two videos a day, maybe an hour each. I do have a life. I have to do other things. Lunch, dinner, cut grass, do laundry, vacuum, clean out the house, donate things. Mm -hmm. Have a husband. Cats to feed, dogs to feed, Mm -hmm. dishes to do, grocery shopping to do. Have a son and a daughter-in-law and a granddaughter. Yeah, now they don't live near me, so I don't see them. And I am so content. I'm pretty much at my house, teaching, studying, writing. I've got books and books and books I have to record. Stories I live personally that will help you to understand the great and powerful gift of agape love. So welcome, welcome to another teaching of the teleministry and educational series of Isaiah 61, 
verse 9. Part number 5. Let's pray to open up our teaching. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for being here today, for drawing all of us in the spirit, because your words are spirit. They're for our spirit, wherever our spirit needs to be. Father, you have drawn us. Only you can draw us to yourself through love, through your peace and grace, through your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for bringing us to you and to your words so that we may grow and learn spiritual knowledge about you, about us, and about others. Father, thank you that you have given us your spiritual teacher, the Holy Spirit, to help us. And thank you for your sacrifice of your lamb, Christ Jesus, on a cross so long ago to be able to build a bridge back to you, our Father, that you may teach us and then send us out and plant us whatever planet we are on, that we may become trees of righteousness with glorious fruit for others to see and know that we are blessed of you, that would draw them to you to have the blessing as well, the everlasting covenant that you have provided for us between you and all creatures. Thank you, Father, for being with us in this teaching today. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, we're going to start with part number five. I'm going to review verse nine. And then we're going to go off to a scripture we've been working in. That's sort of expanding on, amplifying what verse nine means. So you listen to the amplified version. Verse nine, Isaiah 61. And their spiritual seed, you, after you have gone through verse one through eight and gotten cleaned up and their spiritual seed shall be spiritually known among the spiritual Gentiles, comma, and their spiritual offspring, their words, their deeds, their children they birth, their actions, their thoughts, and their spiritual offspring among the spiritual people. So you will be known, your words and deeds will be known, your offspring, your ideas, your thoughts, your concepts among the people spiritually. All that spiritually see them, you and your offspring, you and your thoughts, your words, your teachings. Yeah. Maybe you pray for somebody and they get healed. That's an offspring. Maybe you do deliverance and cast out a devil. That's an offspring. Maybe they hear your teaching, your ideas, your thoughts. Those are your offspring, your off, your outbreathing of your spirit. They shall be spiritually acknowledged by the people that they, these offsprings and you, the seeds of the everlasting covenant, that's what they will see. And they will see you 
as the bearer of these deeds, these offsprings, the giver, the tree that has the fruit spiritually. They will see and know spiritually that you are the people spiritually, the forever person which the Lord has spiritually blessed. Mm-hmm. So that is verse 9. And we were working through some other scriptures. It said to help us see what this looks like mm-hmm. and how it sort of works. Because sometimes we read this and we just think it's your biological children. Mm-hmm. Or maybe your deeds in the world that you do. And we were working through, let me see if I can find it. We were working through some scriptures that had been teaching us about God's way of fasting and prayer, not the way that we're taught in religion or rituals or by the world. And we were saying it was different. And so we were learning or beginning to learn that by learning how to fast and pray the Lord's way, wonderful spiritual things will happen spiritually to you and unto others through your offspring, by your seeds. And the kingdom of heaven will be spiritually demonstrated seen, known through signs and wonders. Yeah. And these signs and wonders come through the everlasting covenant, which is another series we are working on. For when you're in that, you're in an agreement with this mighty God and you will be blessed. Now, you're not blessed just for yourself. You're blessed to bring blessings to others that do not yet believe in him and help them to become recipients of his everlasting covenant also. So when you start learning that you need to fast and pray differently, look at the scriptures differently, and you come into this agreement with this everlasting covenant, and you start having spiritual offspring, people will begin to know you are blessed of the Lord. And here's how it goes. Then shall your spiritual light, your righteousness, your salvation, your truth, spiritually break forth as the morning. These are like rays coming off the sun, reaching far and wide. We see that in the natural. Every morning when the sun comes up, it's really the earth is turning. The rays reach us. The sun itself is far, far away. But your gifts, your blessings to others, your spiritual offspring, your fruit of you, And the everlasting covenant will break forth from you in words, in deeds, in acts. And it will break forth as the morning. And 
your spiritual health, your healing, your blessings shall spiritually spring forth speedily. People will see you're different in the realm of the spirit. What was dark, fearful, in a prison cell of the fear of death, maybe asleep in a trance, you will look different spiritually. There'll be a glow to you. Your eyes will have something in them. Even your natural body will appear different. And your spiritual righteousness, your new relationship in this heavenly father through the sacrifice and belief of Christ Jesus, of his death and resurrection. Yeah. That righteousness, that new birth, that salvation, that new legal right standing with the most high God and his kingdom of heaven and to the laws of agape love will be seen, known. When you pray, it will be felt in the darkness. Cause earthquakes. Cause people to want to find out what is going on. I've had that happen all my life. I've been threatened to stop praying for you, for others. That's right. Just praying. Not out loud. Just prayer. Quietly. From my spirit. Oh, there can be soulish prayers. Nothing's going to happen with that. But the kingdom of heaven will be seen as your offspring. Yeah, I was just asked by some CIA guys in America. Who was I and where am I from? I said, well, I'm not from here. Because I'm talking about my forever person, my spirit. I said, I'm from the kingdom of heaven. I'm a king, a political person, politician, ruler. I said, my dirt is from America, but that's not who I am. I'm not my dirt. And I am not who I, my soul feels I am. I'm not a male or a female. I'm an offspring. Of the great I am. I'm a light beam. A light in the darkness. Now that really shook them up. They didn't know what to say to that. And this light that's in you. These righteousness. This peace. This everlasting covenant. Shall spiritually go before you. Into the spiritual darkness. The world. And then the spiritual glory, presence of the Lord shall be my rear spiritual guard and protection. Others will see that. That when attempts on my life are made, and they have been, somebody's got my back. Because I don't know what's going on back there or what the enemy has planned. But the author of the everlasting covenant, the great I am, the Lord God of the Bible, he knows. 
And when I come into this relationship through the everlasting covenant, and I become a tree of his righteousness, and I produce spiritual fruit in my life as I'm doing, and my prayers are effective, I got to have some rear guard behind me because my spiritual enemy is coming. Then shall you, oh little one, oh spiritual forever person, call and pray and petition the most high God. And he, the Lord, shall answer you and your prayers. And you shall cry. And I, the Lord, will say, here I am. He will pay attentiveness to you. He will listen to your petitions to see if they line up with his heart, his desires, his prophetic words. Are they all about you and what you want in the flesh? Are they true spiritual prayers of your spirit, not your soul, not of religion? Or, don- or denominations or tradition. He says, here I am. Speak. What kind of relationship would you have with this God of the everlasting covenant? Isaiah is trying to help us to show us if we get there, we will have this wonderful relationship with the author of us being trees of his righteousness the king of the kingdom of heaven the lord god of israel the god of the bible and he will say here i am speak then shall your spiritual light your knowledge your salvation your righteousness your glory spiritually rise He will rise up in you. People will know that you are saved, a believer, and you're in a deep, intimate, not sexual relationship to this God. And it will rise, this relationship, your light, your salvation will come forth in the darkness, in obscurity, in places where it's never been before, you can travel spiritually into the darkness. And in that darkness, in that culture, traditions, world, what you were ignorant about, confused about, believing was truth but was a lie, your truth, your spiritual light, just like this, will shine as the noonday you will no longer believe lies you will look at things news world events people and you'll go that's a lie you'll just know when darkness is coming or a lie or deception Mm -hmm. you little one this new tree of spiritual righteousness shall be called the spiritual repairer, renewer, rebuilder of the breach. The spiritual separation, the gap between God 
in all of the spiritual beings called humanity, the forever person. You will be able to be like Pastor Deborah, teaching, bringing people the words. You will have crossed the bridge back into the darkness to tell them the good news. Tell them about him and his love for them and help lead them into their new birth. Mm -hmm. You'll help rebuild them by your teaching. You will be a spiritual restorer, renewer, rebuilder of past ways to dwell and live in and think. You will help rebuild truth in their soul and spirit. You will be a partner with this God through his Holy Spirit. You will bring light, truth, healing, deliverance. You will be a partner in this wonderful, global, and intergalactic ministry of this God to all living creatures. Then shall you, O forever person, spiritually delight yourself in the Lord. And the Lord will spiritually cause you to ride, to be spiritually carried, to travel, have authority and dominion upon the high spiritual places of kingship and rulership. You will be the spiritual head on the earth, speaking to thunder, to clouds. You will have angels out of heaven helping you. You can speak to the rain to stop, the earth to be still, to quench the fires that come. You can speak to nature. Mm -hmm. Pastor Deborah's done that. I'm in partnership with the Father. He does the work. I do the asking. How does that work? Well, last year we had weeks and weeks and weeks of thunderstorms. Every single day, distressing us out at night and day. My husband was tired. Dog is tired. And more was coming. And they were getting severer and worse each day. And I was tired. I needed some days of peace and rest. So I was sitting outside. The wind was really blowing. And I prayed to God for some days of peace. And an angel answered me out of the high clouds and said, I am light and I have been sent forth from the kingdom of heaven to hold off that demonic demon that's in the clouds, that's coming your way, pushing through the low pressure. He's weakened you with many a weeks and days of storms. Now comes a final blow, but I have been sent because of your prayer. I will hold off that demonic spirit and the low pressure that was over Texas, and it was coming. 
You can sense it in the air. You can feel it. Tornadoes and lightnings and fire. It was going to be very bad. And we were tired and weak. And an angel answered me, said, I have been given to you because of the everlasting covenant. I will be in the clouds fighting, holding off this demonic demon. Did you know that in ancient civilizations, people believed there were gods of thunder, Thor, gods of storm, gods of the sun and the Neptune. How about him? He was in the seas. They believed gods were in everything, in all of nature. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't appease them through sacrifice, usually blood offerings, You'll see that in a lot of mythological movies. In order for it to keep an ancient dragon or something away, you had to sacrifice a virgin female. Mm -hmm. So God gave me an angel named Light. Then he gave me a host of his angels. And did that Light, that angel, that host of heaven do battle against that demonic spirit in that low? Yes, it never came this way. I was shocked. I had never had an angel battle the storms for me. I've rebuked hurricanes, bound up lightning and thunder, and told the weather it did not have to serve Satan anymore. You see, all of nature is subjected to Satan, our spiritual adversary. And it is groaning and moaning under great torment. It has to serve somebody. It was supposed to serve us in a right relationship with the God that created it. But we lost that privilege and Satan took it. That's why when you study ancient Greece and Egypt, There were gods. The demonic kings were in the weather. Mm -hmm. And I had to study that because that was part of Pastor Deborah's identity and rulership on earth was to rule nature and not let it be subjected to Satan and have demons in it anymore. So that day I grew. And these scriptures and these explanations was coming true. I was writing in high places. I had authority and dominion to send out host of heaven angels to do battle for me in the high heavens on the atmosphere of the earth. Upon the high spiritual places of kingship and rulership. If we would ask God how to preserve our climate, how to clean up the carbon, not pollute the waters, and help us. He would, but we don't. There is a sinister plot behind all the climate change. There's big money, rulership. Mm -hmm. But there's also some very fear from Satan himself. He knows that the earth is going to be destroyed one day. And he's going to be kicked off. But before that time comes, great fire is going to come. 
and his rulership and reign down here will be over. He doesn't want that. He wants to stay as an eternal king and ruler and have the earth for himself. So he has gotten some people and voices to fight. And he will pay them money. They will get rich through the climate change. There's nothing wrong with trying to help the earth. We should all love it, care for it. Not out of fear, but because it is part of our rulership. It is something we are to steward, manage, guard, and protect, and free it from the subjection, the torment, the vexing of demonic spirits. Now, that's another whole topic to study. And you will learn about that as you grow in your righteousness in him. And you learn your identity as a mighty king spiritually. So he's telling us we will have and we will be given authority and dominion to ride on high spiritual places of kingship, stewardship, shepherding. Mm -hmm. We will be the head, the king, the Lord of the earth, even of my own dirt, of my body, and over my soul. Mm -hmm. That is a kingdom, spirit, soul, and physical body. You start there. You rebuild everything in your soul. You cast out lies, deception, bewitchment. And your soul must become a humble helpmate to your spirit. That was the original pattern. Your spirit must rule your soul with the information and truth from God through the everlasting covenant, through your righteousness, through his words of spirit and life. Then your soul must be transformed from the ick it is now. All the beliefs, traditions, and rituals, culture, and religion, and the mess it is in. And boy, is it a mess. And then the whole world, spiritually and in nature, and in the natural, and all that's in it, will spiritually learn, be blessed by your offspring, your light and truth, by your rays of his salvation, and will be spiritually fed and nourished from you. You will speak blessings over it. You will speak prayers of deliverance over the land. You will ask the land to forgive you for bombing it, spilling blood, polluting it, and you will ask it to bring forth its bountiful harvest. You will speak, and water will come up out of rocks, out of the ground. You will not have to dig for it. Mm -hmm. It will bring forth what's in it to you with blessings. It will help you to live. You will bring forth, and you will be, the spiritual heritage of Jacob. Jacob was to become Israel, a spiritual prince. That was his heritage, a ruler, a spiritual ruler. Jacob was his soul. 
Mm -hmm. It was a slanderer, a trickster. It was not good. Jacob had to die, and it did. When it battled, an angel all night long said, I will not let you go till you bless me. Can you do that with God? Hang on to him. But Jacob had to die. Israel had to come forth. Pastor Deborah had that happen. I used to be known as Jan. That's in the story called It's Time. Mm -hmm. It's on the website and soon will be a video. Pastor Deborah had to arise in newness. No longer Jan. Put in the grave. No longer a sinner. And I had to learn about what the spiritual fields of my riches and glory of the kingdom of heaven were. The earth, the galaxies, the fields of my authority and dominion, my identity. I had to learn about the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. Not being in a denomination or following tradition or ancestors, or cultures. I had to study the author, the creator of the kingdom of heaven. A kingdom is a land and a territory ruled by a king. The name of that land is heaven. Mm -hmm. I also had to study what the fields of salvation were, and righteousness, peace, and mercy. And I had to be able to bring them forth in my spiritual fruit, my offspring to you and to bring his compassion, his forgiveness, his truth, his agape love. And it all had to be in the fruit. My actions, my deeds, my teachings, my prayers, so that you would learn of him. You would learn about this everlasting covenant and be blessed. And then the Lord will spiritually make you, yeah, you, to spiritually nurse and drink from and be in a godly soul tie with him. You'll be bonded to him like married, intimate, not sexual, but one, he will be in you, in your spirit, and you will be in him. You will have returned to his heart. Mm-hmm. He can look on you now, and he won't destroy you because of your sin spiritually. You'll be one with him. He'll provide you with honey, sweet blessings and food. You will receive knowledge and understanding Of his agape love. And out of rocks. Will flow his living water. Never ending. And you will learn of him. Your heavenly father. Mm -hmm. And he will bring forth the oil. The Holy Spirit's power. And riches in you. The gifts of the spirit to move in the realm of the spirit, to reach out to those in the darkness. And out of you, a flinty rock, will come the spiritual word of the Lord, ever flowing, 
shining brightly like the rays of the sun. You will be the heavenly father's spiritual child who he will help raise to be a king in the family business. You will have his heart guiding you. Isaiah 61 and 62. You will have his thoughts, his ideas, his concepts. You will think like he does. You will believe like he does. That all things are possible. And you will be about his work, not yours. Mm -hmm. And all of that is your spiritual fruit coming from your new life as a spiritual tree of his spiritual righteousness. Now, I want to end this tape, this video right here, because we have one more scripture to go back to that will continue to help us amplify out verse 9. But let's stop here and just ponder all of these things we've just taught about. Let us think about them. Powerful things will happen in you spiritually, for your spirit, and to your spirit. So your spirit can produce spiritual fruit. And your spirit will become a spiritual tree of righteousness. And even your soul, that part of you inside the dirt, the mental part of you, will eat. That means take in, feed, and be nourished by your spiritual truth. Your fruit that you feed to yourself, your soul, and your physical body will also feed of this light and love. And you will learn how to give it away when its fullness is ready. Others will see the light in you, the fruit of your offspring, your words and concepts, your prayers. They will come to know him through you. Mm -hmm. That's right. Even just through your prayers. That's right. And you will be making a difference in the world, in nature, mm -hmm. on the planet, in the darkness, with people, animals, even out now to the galaxies. Mm -hmm. Oh, here in the garden, we learn. We experience his delight and pleasure. But once you go out that door, past the cherubim, the flaming sword, you're in the world of darkness where Satan rules. You're back on your planet, back in your body. Now it gets rough because it's easy in the presence of God. It's beautiful and wonderful. But you must learn to take that, keep it inside of you. Even when fear comes, you must, and death is at your door, the attacks come. You must love. You must pass on that fruit that you have gotten to others. Even at the moment of death, you must love and forgive. So you be encouraged today. And you learn a little bit more about Isaiah 61. Verse 9. Mm -hmm. There's much to learn. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this teaching. That you are continuing to help us to understand you. Your words of spirit 
and truth. And how having a new spiritual birth in you through the cross, through our belief in Christ Jesus, who died for us and rose again out of the grave, you bring us into an intimate spiritual relationship of salvation, righteousness, and glory. You grant us through your everlasting covenant, righteousness, blessings, authority, and dominion to bring forth fruit out of our lives, out of our speaking and actions, so that others may see you and your light. Help us to be bright, shining lights for the kingdom of heaven in all that we do, even in our quiet prayers. Let them be about your will, your Isaiah 61 and 62, not blessings for us. Father, help us to become born again into you, that you may put the white robe of righteousness on us, and we may become your spiritual trees of righteousness. And Father, if there's anybody here who's not in that case, not a tree of righteousness, with you, not born again as a child of you, not in the family, and they want to be, not out of fear, but out of love, then make it happen. Give them a Hebrews 4.12 and help their spirit to be circumcised out of the miry clay of the lust of their eyes, the lust of their flesh, and the pride of life, that they may come forth unto you to hear your words of spirit and life. Help them to transform their souls, that they may pass on your fruit of life and light to others. Help them to see the everlasting covenant and its blessings for all the earth, all the galaxies, and to learn about their spiritual enemy. Father, be with them and fulfill your work of Isaiah 61, verse 9. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, that ends part five. We, I think we have another scripture yet to cover that helps explain, expound out, amplify. Verse 9. See, a lot of people don't follow the scriptures out. They don't go looking to get a deep understanding. One word can mean millions of things. Mm -hmm. So you have to study. So you come back again to the next video. It'll probably be part number 6. We'll still be in verse 9 of Isaiah 61. Then we'll start verse number 10. Of Isaiah 61. And when we finish Isaiah 61, we'll start with Isaiah 62 and work through it slowly here in the Teleministry, an educational series of Agape Love, Love is Here's global teaching ministry with me, Pastor Deborah. I'll see you next video. Bye.